I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Greetings listeners, greetings from Latin, Salopia. Floria Salopia, with me is my special guest, Tom Simmons. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hello, Nick. They do like a bit of Latin around here, yeah. have you noticed? Yeah, they, they do indeed. Um, We're just it, looking at the, uh, the banners within the ground, and Floria Salopia clearly means flourish, Shropshire, if my Latin. How's your Latin? Uh, I didn't go to public school, I'm afraid. <laughs> and here's a really weird one, breathe on them, Salop, breathe on them. <laughs> What's that all about? I've got no idea. Welcome, Mill Planet, welcome to Akdung Millwall, first game of the season. Back in the third division, Tom. Uh, yeah, um, we've been fighting it off for the last three years, so there's a there's an air of inevitability about this. Um, so I kind of feel more ready for this than, than is perhaps, perhaps healthy, but I don't know, chance to tick some new grounds off. That's how I'm looking at this season. It's only a, a nice ground, that's for sure. Well, it looks the same as it's, every it's, other It's impressing me, but less so, Tom. Well, yeah, as you were saying before we started, recording this it, it's exactly the same as Colchester's with slightly different colour seats uh, another yeah. one of these Ikea flat pack identikit <laughs> stadiums that are de rigueur these days very much so built on the edge of town a little shopping centre there's a, a cost of coffee I noticed uh, TK Maxx yeah. do your shopping come to the football all very family very rural actually we've got some countryside visible yeah and um, yeah it, it's it's one of the it's one of the nicer settings for a ground. Playing on the on the on the. Left. I know it's very cultured. Uh, very it is cultured. a beautiful town, Shrewsbury. So yeah, it's yeah one, one of the nicer away trips in the league, definitely. Very nice indeed. Now let's run through the Millwall news, Tom. We've had one or two signings. Mate. Yeah, amazing. Can you believe it? We, we, we go all summer with nothing, and then we have two at once. Return of the prodigal son, Steve Morrison. How do you feel about Steve? Coming? So I'm, I'm personally pretty pleased with that. I mean, we know he could score goals at this level. Very much so. Um, 
hopefully someone will hypnotise him and tell him it's 2009 and like make him forget he's not six years older than when we first signed him. But no, it, we've been crying out for a forward Tough. all summer, and he fits the bill. He's about ten times better than any 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 of our other. Well, he's forwards. a proper striker. He's, he's yeah. got a proven record. We're just saying. I mean, I, I think he's a level up from League One. Mm. He's possibly a level down from the Championship. He's, he's in some kind of bizarre interworld yeah. between the Championship and League One. Um, but he's, he's going to do us a turn, I think, this season. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he's an automatic first choice, given given the other strikers we've got at the club. So, yeah, provided he gets the service, it, it'll, do what he, it'll do what he's done well for us in the past. And hopefully Harris won't play him on the wing like Lomas did in his second spell. shouldn't do. I mean, we've got this 93-day 93 93-day 93 loan signing of Shane Ferguson yep. from Newcastle. That's quite an exciting move. Actually, if we can keep hold of him for the season, I think he could be a key player. Um, so we need width. We've been crying out for some width all summer as well, and he'll give us that. And, and given that Lee Martin seems to spend about two-thirds of every season injured, um, we definitely needed reinforcements in wide position. So, yeah, it's another welcome signing. Now, I've been holding the best back till last. I know you're really excited by this last uh, signing, Tom. Yeah. Christian Mabulu, mate. How good is that? Yeah. Uh, who is he? Um, yeah, Christian I, Mabulu's signing is a defender. It's supposed to be raw. Um, Harris seems to think that um, there's something in there. Okay. Um, what do we know? We don't know Jack. No, shit about no, it, do we? I've never heard of him. We are so. deeply, deeply excited <laughs> by that signing, listeners. Where have we got him from? Don't know. <laughs> We're good, didn't we? Rural, th- th- this is a slick rural Botswana. He's come from an yeah. MP Warrior tribe, yeah. Botswana. Yeah. Betuana land, United, he's come from. Um, but no, um, he's 19, rumoured to be a raw talent, signed on a one year deal. I mean, you know, seriously, we, we don't know anything about him, but yeah. it sounds like a hopeful sign if, if Harris's rating says he's a raw talent. Well, he's, he's clearly seen something in there, isn't he? Well, yeah, we've just got to trust him. I mean, um, it's like this other fella we've signed, Romeo from Gillingham. I'm assuming we've signed both of them to where play in the where, reserves. Wherefore is he? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting very, very, We're very cultural. cultured there, humour here. Now, here's, here's a proposition for you, Tom. Um, Sean Williams speaking on News at Den midweek. He says Mills targeting a top six League One finish. Well, top has, six? Well, he has to say that, doesn't is he? he on the old, uh, what's up, Raheem Sterling's uh, <laughs> oxygen thing? He's screaming. Crack, the yeah. crack, is he on that? Uh, maybe, but as I said, he's got to say that. He's not going to come out and say what the truth of the situation is. We're, we're rebuilding the squad. It's going to be a transitional season. Um, we're probably going to finish about 12th. I mean, it's not what... What was your take? I mean, I, I, was, I was saying on the last show, I mean, mid-table, mid-table plus would be, I think, a, a realistic uh, yeah. target for the season. Would you, would you go with that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, given the extent to which Aris has said he's going to rely on youth this season, it's not going to happen overnight for us. I mean, it didn't when we had the likes of Reed, Kale, etc. coming through it. They needed that 98-99 season to beg down and gel into a team and get a bit more experience and yeah, this crop no disrespect to them, they're not as talented as that, as no, that, that crop of youngsters. No, no, I'd, I'd agree with um, so I well, think, we don't see it yet, let's put it that way. I mean, yeah. They may mature into that, they've got work to do. Yeah, so I think they need a year, so 
all I want really is just for our own form to be better, to just enjoy watching home games again and win a few more alone. Because the last three years, as you and everyone listening to this will know, it's been dreadful. Neil wants us to cut out the silly free kicks. I think that'd be a big start in the game of football, wouldn't it? Well, Stop yeah. Stop conceding shooting free kicks. Yeah, simple game, isn't it? Um. <laughs> he, was he was pleased with the aggression against CD Tondel. I mean, it, it got a little bit um, handbaggy at times last week. I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have called it aggressive, to be absolutely honest with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got a few kicks awarded against us, which if we reproduce it today, I'm, I'm sure we'll also concede. Uh, yeah, although what with this being a lower level of football, um, hopefully referees are going to let a few more of those little niggles and little fouls go and just... Yeah, because this is real football. We're in a park. Isn't it? Maybe we'll get a park game of football, mate. Yeah. Um, one other thing, we've drawn our, our uh, Johnson Paint Trophy opponents. I know you're excited by this. Okay, yeah. Um, Peterborough at home on September the 1st. You're you going to go to that? Yeah, one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what else would I do? That's you and me. That's a crowd of two we've got <laughs> yeah. going there in that case. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, fine. Um, I said good, it'll be good for the youngsters in the team to. To, 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 get, to get a nice run in the competition, maybe get a Wembley appearance. I mean, it's probably going to be the best we could hope for this season to try and win that. So, yeah, why not? Let's try and win it. I said on the previous show that it's going to be a big test for me as to whether I do actually turn up for a Johnston's paint <laughs> trophy game. And I, I, I'm, I'm, at the moment, I've got it in a, in a possible category in my head. Yeah. It, it'll, be, it'll be reality on the night as to whether I show for that. But, um, yeah, <laughs> September the 1st, listeners. You mean you're not going to do a special podcast? Johnston's paint special. Yeah. <laughs> Mailball. We were just talking, Tom, about what Shrewsbury famous for, mate. Now, you've dug a little nugget up there. Yeah, to power. To power, China in their hands. Heart and soul. Hopefully we'll be seeing some heart and soul from Millwall today. I'm sure it must be other things, but all we found so far, this is Michael Hesseltine. Michael Hesseltine. Michael Hesseltine and the 80s pop group to power. Yeah, and brother Cadfile as well, the Derek Jacobi TV series. Well, there we are. We've dug it out. I, I do have a, actually a, a vague to power story. When I was working for the London Borough Greenwich Donkeys years ago, and I worked on an estate now, not sadly gone, gladly gone, called the Ferrier Estate, yeah. I went to do a visit, and this, this girl, kind of attractive, spiky hair, 20s, single mum, um, she was in some rent arrears, and anyway, kind of a very long story. It was short. Carol Decker. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, her boyfriend was the bass player. Oh, okay. The bass, the bass, what you've never heard of. Yeah, she was going to call her because she's been paid from uh, China with her hands. Yeah, rock and roll, indeed. Rock and roll, rock and roll for pay my debts. <laughs> I know I didn't ask you to pay me back in any other ways, listeners. I know you thought that when I came out of that story. But there's a true story about Tapao and their payday from China in their hands. She's paid off this girl's rent arrears. And I believe she put down a little bit of a mortgage in Medway. She bought a little place down in Rochester out of it as well. Oh, okay. There we are. There was some good, good came out of that visit. On a similar rock and roll vein, the other thing that Shrewsbury is famous for is the, um, the bassist in Spinal Tap wears a Shrewsbury shirt as he's trying to protect it. What's that? Is that New York Airport? Ah, yeah, we've killed it. And he has the old fucking text and they find a cod piece on him. Yeah. How could I? He wears a general blue striped trophy. Yeah, how could I forget? How could you forget? the Tiger by Survivor playing over the uh, Tanner, very loud Tanner, but not as loud as the Millwall supporters at the end of the day listeners. 
1,500 Millwall fans have made the journey to rural Shropshire for the Obligate fixture, Shrewsbury Town v Millwall. Third division, I was just saying to Tom, I don't know what it says, it says something where 1,500 Millwall fans can turn out on a beautiful summer's day. That's been they like a piss-up. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he says that. That's an undoubted Millwall. Here they come, the team listeners. Today, Strosbury, their famous yellow and blue stripes hit. Welcome to Division 3, listeners. Welcome to the third tier of English football. So, Millwall line up. We've got David Fawley, goal. Central defenders, Tony Craig, Byron Webster. Sean Cummings, over on the right-hand side. Left back again is Mark Beavers. For better off or worse. Central midfield, we've got Ed Upson, Sean Williams. Lee Bartle, the Fred on your Denma on the right-hand side up front. Return of the prodigal son, Steve Morrison and Lee Gregory. Achtung, Mehlball. Early real break, a couple of minutes into the game. Gregory wins a free, throwing down by the corner flag. Over our left as we look. Two minutes gone in the game, early middle attack, first one. Cummings into Gregory, Cummings gets the cross in, it's Paul's Williams who can't control it, tucks it back, Cummings again, tries to play it, Gregory for a goal in the six-yard box, back across, Morris almost got on the end of his cross there. Oh, he's got pressure this time, and a throw in, the wall, two and a half minutes gone. Attacking play there. Nice little ball across the box by Gregory, but their centre back did well to get it away from Morrison. Locals getting a little bit angry over to our right hand side listeners. Lot of hostility being shown to and by the away end, of course. And they're not taking it too well. Not, not you can hear him on this podcast because the shit being created by our away fans is something to behold. Early uh, shows will take out of nines over by the right hand corner flag. Here comes Fred down the right hand side, attacks his man, gets past him, cross, dangerous cross, punched away by the Shrewsbury goalkeeper, still bobbing around inside the penalty area, and he collects second time of asking. Lovely run, a lovely cross by Fred, yeah, again, really good times, brilliant cross in the box, good keeping as well, you have to say, to get the pass. Hesitant first time, they got it second time. Yeah. Style wise, we're a very 4-4-2, quite direct so far. Sort of hitting it long to lose Morrison, but then that's what you'd expect. Player of his quality at this level, you've got to try and hit him on the long. They flick on there, Lee Martin chasing Pankiller. Morrison, of course, had a bit of a number one haircut last time we came to the game. Uh, this time he's favouring a slightly more, um, slightly longer style. He's going, he's greying, I think, is probably the, uh, the most um, flattering description I can give him. It gives him a slightly Don Draper-ish air of sophistication, actually. Let's hope he can match up on the playing field with that sophistication. Okay, 11 minutes. So far, all more all this. This got to be said. Whenever strokes we've gone forwards, they've not looked convincing. Mill by contrast, look brighter going forwards. Long, long stuff. Long ball. Third division is the home of the long ball, listeners. I'm going to let you a little secret. Just a few little collie wobble moments for Mill. Been mostly Mill since the start of the game. Come 15 minutes in the clock. Attack down the left-hand side, across the box and high. 
over the bar. First opportunity for Shrews, but they mostly will look so far, Tom. Yeah. First chance for them Yeah, they started to come into it a bit more now. That the forwards he probably have done slightly yeah, better well, well at it. Yeah, very direct. Yeah, oh, we're, we're keeping our shape well, so I, I'm not seeing any need for us to panic. And as you say, that was their first real sight of goal, so. Fingers crossed. 15 minutes gone. The long ball towards Morrison and then Gregory feeding off of it seems to be the tactic, listeners. No mystery to it, no subtlety perhaps, you could argue. Uh, so far not effective, but it's certainly looking like it could uh, reward us, reap rewards at this level anyway. One thing you can pick up, listeners, is that Mill will be full of running this season. We haven't stopped since the start of the game. I know sounds a trite point to make, but we're playing a long ball, and I think the fools are expected to chase these long balls down. About 17 minutes in a game. Mill free kick, just outside the centre circle. Fairly central position, I'd say. Below comes Peters, Morrison, obviously. Lee Martin, Webster, shot on goal. Ooh, I was looking at who was up for it. And there's a shot on goal. Yeah. Totally deceived me. Yeah, no, uh, cheeky, cheeky. Lee Gregory down the right hand side of the pitch. He's got Lee Martin just inside, and there is Martin. Crosses the ball, Fred. And there's a penalty, look at Fred there, who gets a shot on goal. Pound around the post. On 20 minutes, bobbly shot along the ground, the goalkeeper does well to get down for it. More corner. Webster's in there, comes in, he's bobbling around. Craig on the, oh, taken on the line by the goalkeeper. The Craig header. He did the right thing by heading it down, but as a couldn't get, a, couldn't get over it. Yeah, 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 so we've, we've, just come really close through Fred before before Craig's chance. We look more purposeful and yet we've looked much more likely to make something happen. It's going well. 23 minutes gone. Shrewsbury 0-0-0. Moore by far on the right of the two sides. It's a rare Shrewsbury um, four-way forwards here at the moment. They're playing it around quite nicely, that said. Full takes. Palmy takes. For a moment I was worried, but then I shouldn't have been, because David falls in goal, listeners. Gregory trying to find Steve Morrison. Whilst the Shrewsbury Town uh, fans sing West Ham songs, there's a game going on. There's a lot of West Ham connection here, in that someone's dressed up in a claret and blue shirt over in the... Anyway, and that, that is immediately latched on to every West Ham, Andy West Ham song you can think of, listeners. That's a bizarre twist of the day. Yeah, I've seen that at a few away grounds where people wear West Ham shirts for like no apparent reason. I don't know if the bloke is a West Ham fan or not, but you, you, it just seems a bit pointless. You wonder why they do it. I think it's a pointless town in some, in some respects. Why would you do that? Why would you come to Shrewsbury versus Millwall game? Yeah. Just West Ham. Oh, no, it's just pointless. Explain that to me. Man. I can't, I'm afraid. It's just, yeah. There is, it's true, listeners. Welcome to small town England. Gregory draws a free kick. So to get the pressure of the crowd, like the wind free kicks at the referee wasn't wanting to give early on. He clearly got uh, his legs taken there. Left hand side as we attack. A lot of opportunities this half. We ought to get one goal out of it. It'll be Lee Martin that takes. Again, the usual gang of Webster. Beavers, Craig's up, Morrison's up. He'll throw his shot. Sort of deflection! 
chips over the bar by a goalkeeper. Mill corner. Three minutes gone. Oh, Mill pressure this up. We'll, we'll make this count, Tom. Yeah, we have to. Um, pretty routine save for the keeper there, but it took a big deflection. Yeah, we've, we've got to make this tell, though. Corner now here from Williams. Here it comes. Trying to aim at Tony Craig. It beats everyone. Runs out wide, Fred's chasing it down. Fred does fantastically well. That boy's got spirit and strength as well. He shook his man up there. Attacking down the left hand side, and it is a throw in. Well done, Fred. So, 32 minutes, going to be a free, a free kick flowed into the middle box. Shows the man heads miles wide. It comes to nothing. Lee Martin comes down on the right hand side as we well, look. Checks on the line, on the byline. Gets it back to Beavers, who floats a floating cross in. It's off, headed off from the six-yard box there. Dangerous little moment from Lee Gregory, head on his knees, wins a corner. 34 minutes. Lee Martin floats it in again towards Beavers. Off the line! 17 gets off the line. Unlucky. The shots are off there, Mill Autumn. Yeah, it's getting closer there. Good header by Beavers. Didn't do anything wrong, but that's why you got defenders on the line to yeah, do that what that defender that. did. Coming up for the 38 minutes in the half. Mill dominated the half, albeit on a very direct basis. On the attack again there comes Lee Martins floating in to Sean Williams after clicked on the line by the goalkeeper quite comfortable as it turns out. They haven't friend at all in this half so far. No. Attempts and fate, mate, have they? No, I mean we're unlucky not to be in front. I'm sorry, I'm certainly unlucky not to go one up. Yeah. Arguably two with the amount of pressure, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. They're fairly threatened going forward. Yeah, I mean their final ball's not been well, it's been non-existent. Yeah, definitely. Obviously they were playing in League Two last season as well, so this is their first game yeah, at least they've all for a while, so yeah. Good preservers from League Two is all I can say. Yeah. 42 minutes gone. Morrison's getting a little bit frustrated with the physical approach to the number five. He managed to actually mug him off there and drew a, a free kick off of Morrison by getting to push him in the back. And I think that's what the guy was looking for. He's got to start using his head a little bit, Steve Morrison, up against this. But it's a big lump, that number five. And Morrison's coming off second best at the moment. There is listeners. Not bad half a football for Millwall. Well, Bryant didn't take their chances, that said. Direct. Right, plenty of opportunities. Count ourselves unlucky there, Tom, not being yeah, one up. Yeah, we definitely should be. I mean, uh, the Beavers header, the, the free kick that was tipped over the bar. Two good chances. Yeah, um, the, the shot from Fred as well that the keeper did well to get down and say. So that's three clear sights of goal yeah. we've had. And on another day, one or two of them go in. So, we, yeah, we've had much the better of that half. We should be winning. But yeah, it's encouraging. There's certainly no need to panic. I wouldn't change anything. We, we just need to keep doing what we're doing. Good way. Good way to put it. Okay, we're going to take a little break, listeners. I'm going to hand you now over to a little interview that I did in the week with Jamie Manners, who attended the fans' forum. He went, listeners, so that you didn't have to. Achtung. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Milbal. All right then, big welcome to the show to a new guest, Jamie Manners. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you very much, Nick. Now, you, you perform a public service here, mate. You went to the fans' forum so that <laughs> others didn't have to. Um, well done for showing up. How did you, how did you find it on, on the night? There were no huge surprises. I was hoping for a bit of, I don't know, inside information or just to get me in the mood for the season. It was yeah. largely what you'd expect, really. I hadn't been to one since the Kenny Jacket era, but I sort of might go and it would yeah. get me in the mood for the football again. There was a palpable relief in the room that... We now have a manager in the dugout who is one of us, basically. Yeah. Brilliant. After the personality cult of like Ian Holloway. Because <laughs> the Holloway re- regime, it was just like the Wizard of Oz, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz turned out to be a little man hiding behind the curtain, and Ian Holloway was a little man hiding in a dugout. Very good. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Harvest, there was no bullshit. After Low Mass and Holloway, there was none of that. There was no, I will take you to the Premier League. There no. wasn't even an, I will take you to the Championship. One bloke asked him about five times, yes or no, are you going to take us up this year? And he wouldn't bite. He just said, I'm just going to try my damn hardest. I, I do love the clientele at the fans forum. I always think there's a certain type of guy that's, that shows up for it. Present company accepted, clearly. <laughs> um, but you do get these kinds of questions. Can anyone guarantee anything in this world, let alone promotion from you know from, from a league of, of football teams? Um, I mean, a couple of things caught my eye um, just going through some of the main tweets that the, the supporters club put out. And fair play to the MSC. I, I just want to name check them because they actually did a fairly good service for us all in, yeah. in tweeting the main points of it. Um, the, the thing about four four two caught my eye. I mean, I think the, the, the quote was something along the lines that Harris made that any successful Millwall side plays four four two with two strikers. And I thought, I want to, I want to kiss you, Neil. I want to kiss you. <laughs> That's all yeah. I've ever wanted to hear, Jamie. I mean, you could see that from the game to the tail end of last season. It was just he knew how to get the crowd involved because we're seeing Holloway. The only time when the crowd got involved and the place came to life was when I don't know the referee fucked up and people got annoyed, like the Blackburn red card for Wilkinson. Totally, yeah. Um... But he knew that he knows the style of play that lifts us, and then when the crowd get involved, that's when it's hard for the other teams, isn't it? 
There was this quote yeah. about four four two being panic football. I'm taking that to be the the little green witch, witch of the wild east or west <laughs> or whatever it is that made this quote about four four two as panic football, um, as against the very sophisticated format that got us relegated for you know, <laughs> primarily last season. Um, I mean, if that's I, I like um, Neil's repost, Jamie. That if that's panic football, then we're panicking because I, I think that's the way the game should be played, especially at the den. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can. It'll be easier to implement this in League One when you don't have lots of teams who have like five or six Chelsea Arsenal kids on loan. Yeah, or playing like Barcelona around you. Yeah, we don't have a manager anymore who's on a mission to like drag Millwall into the twenty first century. Was a very castrated version of Tiki Taka. <laughs> I mean, it was it was quite an experience of um, Holloway in charge of us. I mean, I, I was amused to see that he's actually got a job now with Sky as their football league pundit. And I thought, what, what, you know, really? I mean, it's, it's the Jules Bernard Shaw quote: "Those that can do, and those that can't go on Sky as pundits." And um, yeah, I'm sure he'll go on very well with Chris Kamara. Uh, it should do. Yeah, mind numbing viewing. It's going to be. Um, I mean, just looking at some of the other points, I mean, another one that interested me was this um, recruitment process. I mean, we've made a couple of signings. There was a, a defender, Christian Mabulu, I think his name was, and um, another chap whose name escapes me as you and me at oh, all. Shane Ferguson, yeah. Shane Ferguson. Yeah. Um, and interesting that they, you know, the point has been made a couple of times during the summer about character being important. Yeah, this came from, I think, one of the first questions was about this new story that Bournemouth are looking at players' Twitters to see if they're going to say something stupid on Twitter before they consider signing them. <laughs> um, yeah, Neil talked about the new recruitment setup. He said it probably won't bear fruit until January at the earliest. Yeah. But they've got Wodge's statistics and they're going to be looking at how many times he gets a player gets on the end of a throw-in, a corner, a free kick, how many times they touch the ball and how many areas. And they'll just it'll produce a league table of who's the best performer in each division. And he said Steve Morrison probably would have been at the top. But at the start of the summer, we didn't think we'd have a chance of getting in. So, and um, there's interesting also the quotes about Morrison. Just to move on to him, I mean, obviously he's, he's signed during the course of the week, um, and the, one of the quotes that came from the forum was how um, Neil said that Morrison made this deal happen. So, it was an odd choice of words, I thought, Jamie, because you know you'd have thought that Morrison would have had a, a number of options, if he, especially if he's looking to step down a league to get first team football. And um, but he seems to have wanted to come back to the day, and there seems to be a clear. Um, yeah, and he's even dropping down a division. Um, yeah, I guess he just he knows that this is where the only place where it really clicked for him. Some people just go to other clubs and they just find they don't get on. I mean, Harris himself at Forest. It's it's odd, isn't it? I mean, I was, I was having this conversation. In fact, it's one of the articles in the new edition of the magazine. I was thinking about uh, Zach Whitbread. It's odd how many players actually have the pinnacle of their career with us, and then they think they're going on to better things. Yeah, uh, they think they're moving upwards to the higher plane. You know, the, the kind of football and the clubs that you've talked about there earlier on, the ticky tacky stuff. Mm. And actually, Morrison is a, probably a classic example of a player who who hit the heights with Millwall, and. Mm. <laughs> Here he is again, back to where it, it, it probably happened the most for him. It's like Liam Trotter when he was playing well for us. It was Everton are looking at him, Arsenal looking at him. What's yeah. he doing now? Not much. Kicking around at Bolton. If I don't know if he's on the bench. I don't know if he starts for them now. But um, some interesting comments about John Marquis there, Jamie, as well. I mean, it, um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, apparently. Harris Harris seems to really rate him, doesn't he? He seems to really um, see something in him. Quotes where he said he played 16 games at Gillingham, got eight goals. Harris watched five of those games and said every time he was the best player on the pitch. Yeah. And if he'd belonged to Gillingham, he said he'd have been trying to buy him. 
Yeah, it's an interesting mm. quote. I mean, I, I mean, I went to the pre-season game, the Tondela, and I, you know, again, I'm just hoping that I'm going to see some of this um, mystic quality in, in Mark Quist that is escaping at most of us at the moment. Clearly, there's something yeah. in there. I mean, Harris sees something in him. So, you in know. defense of Mark Quist, I mean, have we seen him had a run in the team in the past four or five years? We haven't really. He gets like one game, and then he gets loaned out, and he's pulled back for one game and dropped again. And he's also playing under pressure, Jamie. I, I think you know, we, we touched on this in the pre previous show um he is a Millwall fan and that adds a certain level of pressure to you doesn't it especially at the den where you know guys are going to get on your back first mistake uh, yeah. first error you know and I think he puts pressure on himself like he desperately wants to do well and then maybe he's trying too hard it doesn't come off I remember he was getting a lot of stick a few years ago against Crystal Palace and he went on this Twitter meltdown yeah. and his friend like given a passion defense and so oh you shouldn't have gone there mate just ignore it no Twitter's rarely your friend for players in these situations, but <laughs> yeah, there yeah. we are. Nothing. Couple of couple of bits, <laughs> couple of bits that, that I, I don't know if I find worrying or not, and I just wanted to um, get your take on it. Um, mm. There was one tweet from the MSC where uh, Neil Harris says Bomber says um, he enjoyed playing with Mark Bircham. Okay, I, I can get that. Um, Simon Mildenhall, I, I, how can you enjoy playing with Mildenhall? Um, <laughs> Livermore to a degree, I get. Um, whether you'd enjoy playing with Livers, I don't know. But anyway, and Ronnie Ball, um, one of the more nondescript players. I, I mean, a willing enough boy, yeah, but yeah. not not a standout. I mean, it's just an old collection of names that Neil... I think he was getting a lot of questions about the tactics and the team and about, is David Ford good enough? And then Jeff Burnage popped up and said... Yeah, we've heard all this, but let's talk about Neil Harrison player for a bit. Just reminisce. And so we talked about the goal at Watford and all the great times yeah. the managers. And then he's just saying, but off the pitch as well, we have good friendships. And he's talking about the players who he was mates with. So these are more mates, mates rather than playing, enjoying. Yeah. yeah. Know, okay. I just found that an odd choice of good, yeah, yeah. to say you enjoy, you know, the the, the, the high points of your career. Another <laughs> another thing that I find reassuring, and, and uh, you know, again looking backwards at the guru of um, you know four four three two one, we're now practicing set pieces to a larger extent than we did in, in under the previous regime. So yeah, he talked a lot about that, and I mean, yeah, it is a way where you can pick up a lot of extra goals and keep goals out if you do your job right. People mentioned Craig and Nelson seem an obvious pairing, but are they a bit short? And he said, well, Beavers will be playing. And Beavers, he expects to score goals right. from set pieces. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I mean Beavers clearly got high. I mean, he's been playing left back. I, I, I think he looks a little uncomfortable in the position. but Yeah, he um, can fill in there. I mean, he, when we beat Villa, he played left back and he did all right, but it's not his... He's not a left back. It's not his forte, is it? Let's be honest. But um, especially if we want to attack on the wings, you can't see him like no doing a Scott Malone and dancing around people but. getting forward. No, but it's reassuring to know we're practicing our set pieces now because you know we've had no sense of that for some years down the den, have we? Um, yeah. The other thing I picked up on, and, and it kind of links in with a tweet that you made last night, which I, I, I wanted to just um, pick up on you. You, you made the, the tweet, and I found it very interesting that you say that Niels Harris is. Uh, is a raw young manager, raw, but very much himself, and contrasting that with the bullshit that we had from Ian Holloway and the idea that he was some kind of football guru. I mean, th this was a sense you picked up last night from the, the comments he made, I guess. Yeah, I think Ian Holloway, it was a bit of a North Korean-type personality cult. <laughs> he had, like, the tartan waistcoat and the Gilbert Sullivan hat. <laughs> it was like he was some kind of mystic, but... <laughs> the results revealed it to be bullshit. It was the Wizard of Oz, and Neil Harris is just being himself. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's refreshing. Yeah, I'm being thrown at the deep end here. I probably will make mistakes, but 
I know what I want, I know what you guys want, and I will try to deliver it. I mean, one of the things you said, I mean, it was about keeping it simple, and he did get it simple towards the end of the last season. It wasn't enough in the end, but um, the football was simplified, the approach was simplified. It was more what I would call a traditional Millwall approach. Uh, I'm hoping we see more of the same this season. If we get that going and we get the crowd behind the club, then, you know, anything's possible, especially at home, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't need to be rocket science. We don't need these fancy formations and rotating the team and just a back four and a goalkeeper that know each other and trust each other. Yeah. That's the foundation for it. Now, you you, you left the uninteresting part, the, the bit where we discussed the price of fruit pastels. And I couldn't bear the fruit pastels half, yeah. The, the bit that made me laugh was the steward hanging around in the men's toilets to, uh, to check <laughs> on whether people are having a fag in there or not. But um, the last quote I liked um, before you, your bit closed out was um, Neil said that we won't be let down this season. I think that's that's a hook that I think we can all hang our coats on, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's just, it'll just be nice to get our mill back again. All we want is maximum effort, isn't it? Um, yeah. If we put in that and then we lose, it'll be fair enough. What really makes people angry is Bradford, South End, where you can see that they just don't want to be there. Very much so, mate. Fantastic. That's a great little report. Thank you very much, Jamie. Pleasure. Uh, appreciate the rundown there. And um, let's get you back on the show again later in the season, mate. Yeah, love to. Achtung, Mailball. So we're talking to um, a convert to the calls, well, the partial convert, Steve, Steve, Steve Sanders. Steve Sanders, yeah. Um, Steve, you're a Notch County fan by, by birth, but you've, you've come to love the Lions over, yeah, yeah. over the years, mate. Yeah, that, that's right, that's right. I mean, uh, I understand I've got a bit of a piece that I've written for you going in the, yeah, the next up, fanzine, which people can read. Pick up um, the new edition, list, uh, listeners, because uh, Steve's written a very interesting article in there. We were just talking about the quality of play in this, in this league, Steve. I mean, I was just saying to you, Shrewsbury have shown absolutely nothing going forwards, mate, have they? Nothing at all. I think they had one one effort right near the end. Just to, this division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've watched lots of football in this division last year with Notts County, um, and I've also seen Millwall play last year. Um, and there's, there's, there's honestly, there's nothing that Millwall can't beat. There's nothing that they can't beat in this division. Um, and I'll be surprised if Millwall don't bounce straight back up or run it really close. Revisit those words at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> or run it really close. I'm hoping so because uh, I mean Shrewsbury have just just come up. Yeah. Uh, you know they were division low last year. Strangely enough, I did see Shrewsbury play last year. So yeah. I went. Uh, I'm trying to do the 92 league games. Okay, yeah. And I went to, to Burton Albion versus Shrewsbury yeah. for, for an odd one, which at the time was a first v second. Yeah. Uh, just after Christmas. Um, and they're not they're not fantastic. Very direct, but with no great end purpose. I mean, we've yeah. been direct in that half. We've, yeah. we've got the forwards yeah. trying to hit Morrison. Yeah. They try to play, but they've got nothing to match that up front. I mean, we've had a couple of good efforts. There's one headed off the line, one, yeah. the, one just tipped over by the keeper. Um, could have been 2 0 with a bit, you know, a little bit more fortune. Fingers crossed for the second half. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, yeah. Steve. Cheers. Thanks. Achtung, Mailball. Welcome back to the show, listeners. We're getting ready for the second half. Shrewsbury nil, Mill nil. Got press on here, Tom. Yeah, we have. Like I said be- before, when the half-time whistle went, we don't need to change anything. Just keep doing what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, if we if we keep if we play as we did in the first half, we'll win. Something's got to get there. Yeah, I agree with that. Away we go. Mill attacking the far end as we look in the second half. So the uh, as I said earlier on, the quality of the reportage might be a little bit hazy because it is quite a distance away from where we're standing but we do our best for you listeners to kind of show that we are kind of podcast I am I do my best for you 
44th minute of the game's been a fairly quiet start to the half listeners I think that we're all getting dragged down to Shrewsbury's level slightly um, we're looking a little bit second best in the physical department one thing I think we're going to notice a lot in this league is it's quite a uh, lot of lumps a lot of big boys long ball here to the 23 it's across the middle goal one nil to Shrewsbury fuck it fuck sucker punch Takes it ball across the middle, Paul Liera sliding to the far post. The stuff there, Tom Pires just pulled defending again. Kicking off now, listeners. A point you're going to know, we've got coppers. The point is shoving. Shrewsbury fans making run forwards, more fans responding. It's just a failure to defend a really basic ball across the box that has undone us there. Um, yeah, it's, this is a poor side we're losing yeah. to. Poor side we're losing to. One thing I do notice is a lot of ugly people in Shrewsbury. All wearing football shirts as well. Well, this is gutty situation, listeners, I'll tell you what. Be one nil down to this crowd is, is really something, I've got, I've got to be honest. Especially after the first half, we should have been at least one, possibly two up. Little pressure falls out. Beavers on the left, coming up 58 minutes. Here's Fred going down the left. What can he do? Fred cuts in the box. He pulls across. Floated over the bar. Good hit goal kick. Good doing well. Going down the right hand side. Morrison gets cleft. Where's the penalty? Penalty. Classic, classic penalty! Yeah. 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 Yeah.
section now. And we'll have a fight. Copper's waiting over there. Ecstasy to Moorwind. I've got a light on over there, I'll tell you. Must be one million two. Much more deserved scoreline this. This is how it should have been all along. Swapping the sports behind. Attention to details, goes back into it. There's a lot of offering out going on over there, a lot of offering outside. 73 minutes gone. <coughs> Substitution over there, under the Scooby Ferguson perhaps. Last 10, Shrewsbury on the attack, 80 minutes. Ball into near post, over for collects deep in the of his belly. He took that like it was, like you and me might have had dinner tonight. Attempt fate, but this mob really are very good. We should be out of sight by now. We be out of sight, and we shouldn't really let this one go by now. Yeah. Shows on the attack, and we keep our concentration. I still think we look a little bit defensively fragile. Listeners are going to be really honest with you. I know it sounds harsh, even 2 1 going into the last <coughs> six or seven minutes of the game, but I've been a little bit worried about us defensively at times today. Now, the team's going to take the corner. To be a chance for them. Near post. That's the misuse of wildly. The uh, Shrewsbury forward can't get anything on it and it goes over the bar. Well down like that. We we look fragile to me. Yeah, we're, we're to be fragile. This defence still doesn't look right to me. I'm convinced, does it? Yeah. Fred draws a free kick on the right hand side, just inside the Shrewsbury half. Couple of minutes of the game left. He's going to get a buffeting in this division, yeah. He has been absolutely player, but he's going to get yeah. wet. He's been absolutely outstanding today. Yeah, like, the, the way he held that ball up and bought that free kick. I mean, you'd expect that of a much more experienced player, and, and he's only 19, is he? Yeah. No, he's, he's definitely been our standout player today. Yeah, definitely. I think I'll go with that. I think I'll go with that. I'll tell you, for a small boat, Fred wins a lot of ball and draws a lot of free kicks. He's going to get buffeted, as we just said. But he don't flinch, he don't hold back. I like the look of this kid. I really, really like the look of this kid. He's got the X Factor, I keep saying it. I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry, listeners. But it's the truth. Coming up for what? The last minute of regular time plus any injury time we get. <coughs> well, a few seconds of the game, listeners. Shrewsbury get the ball with the free kick beaten on half and launch it forwards. The big boys forward. Look at that crazy convention by Byron Mercer to Fred. Real standout player for those Fred uh, going with him. He's got flair, he's got control, he's got spirit, he's got strength. He gets clattered. I know Tom White, I, I said it myself, man, we're matched by some distance, Fred on with him. We've got a real jewel in our crown there, listeners. He's in for his own song. It's a seven nation army. Fred on your team up.
Achtung, Mehlball. Welcome back after the break, listeners. How nice is it to wake up on a Sunday morning? Three points in the bag and a way win at one of the uh, small towns of England. And a good performance by the Lions overall. Now it's time for our, our post-match review of the online comment from around Twitter, from around the message boards. Um, first up, I thought I'd just pick up on one comment I've seen here from Andrew Luck 58 on Twitter, who says, Our Lions are roaring again. Yes, they are, Andrew. We're finally drawing a line under the Lomas and the Clown days, he says. Yes, we are. The whole approach yesterday was much more purposeful. Direct at times for me. Um, I thought we perhaps became a little bit predictable with the long ball, as we said during the live piece. Um, hitting the long ball hard at Morrison and then Gregory feeding off of that is, is a perfectly valid tactic. I do think we just need to mix it up. And it was interesting that when we did score um, the opening goal from Steve Morrison, it was actually as a consequence of some decent wing play and the cross into the penalty area slotted home very well by Steve. Um, so, yeah, the long ball has its place and that will be a perfectly um, appropriate thing to do in this division, but we can't just relentlessly rely on that, listeners, in my opinion. But, yes, Andrew, I'll make you right, mate. We are finally roaring again. Um, Big NHOJ, great waking up to a Millwall win, he says. What a feeling. Excellent atmosphere yesterday. It was quality. On to Barnett. Um, good atmosphere, yeah. You're, I mean, I've seen some of the... YouTube footage today of the advertising boarding holdings going over when the goals went in. wasn't aware of that in the ground. I was right at the back doing our, our, our piece up there. The noise was incredible. Apologies to um, all of you listeners for some of the noise distortion on that live section. There's just nothing I could do about that. I was recording on the on the best microphone I've got certainly, and you know it was just it was immensely loud. You could hear what it was like there. So um, yeah, terrific atmosphere. Added to by the um, the silly Shrewsbury fans. I mean, why would you sing West Ham songs? Why would you get dressed up in West Ham gear if you follow Shrewsbury from a completely different part of the country? But that is the world in which we live. Marvin Wilkes says Fred on your dinma is just the type of player that we'll need to scare defenders. Yes, I mean we said it on the live piece. I'll say it again now, and I'll say it again the moment when I give my scores out of ten for the for the team. But Fred was a standout yesterday. He was my man of the match. He was Tom's man of the match. I think man of the match for most of us in, in the stadium there. Um, he really does seem to have that extra quality and extra level to his game. He's going to draw a lot of physical attention, listeners. Um, he holds the ball up well and he brings players in to draw those fouls. He does seem to have a maturity slightly beyond his, his young years. I mean, I'm hoping that he'll physically keep um, in shape because he's going to get clattered, he's going to get battered. This is a league of physical tackling. It was quite striking yesterday. The tackles were flying in midfield. I mean, when we're in the championship, which is Premier League light, isn't it? Uh, we've we've dropped down a division. This is a man's um, hard tackling, traditional English level of football. Um, we do need a midfield that can mo match up to that. We'll come on to that in a moment. But yeah, it was it was certainly um, it was certainly a different um, physical approach yesterday. So we're going to need to match that if we're going to progress in a division. I think we can do. I do think we need a, probably a nasty bastard in, in midfield. Um, Upson yesterday, for me, looked a little bit anonymous, but um, we'll come on to that shortly. Speaking to John Kelly after the match, Neil Harris said that apart from a spell after half-time leading up to the goal, I thought we dominated and managed the game really well. Neil's tr uh, correct, that is true. We switched off post-half-time 
and that goal when it came in would have would have knocked the stuffing out of us last season. And the big telling point for me from yesterday is we didn't get the stuffing knocked out of us yesterday. In fact, we came back harder and stronger. Now, if that doesn't in one sentence sum up the difference between Neil Bomber Harris and the clown, as we as we will call him from henceforth, we won't give him a name anymore. He's now known only as the clown. Um, then that's that. That's it. I mean, we we came back from behind. Last season we would have we would have folded, wouldn't we? We all know how it went last year. Harris says yesterday to speak to John Kelly as a unit. We weren't happy. We didn't come in leading at half time. That's also true. We should have been a goal up, and we didn't start the second half well. Showing the wherewithal to work our way back into that yesterday was 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 noteworthy. Now I just want to run through the team. We're going to do a little um, we're going to do a little regular thing here on Achtung Mill. I'm going to give my own personal scorecard for each player after each game that I see. And we'll keep a little running total. I've, I've, I've worked out this, this new fantastic new device called an Excel spreadsheet. Listen, I don't know if any of you heard of it. It's a bit of a revelation to me. I really didn't know much about it at all. But it's fantastic. You stick numbers in it and it adds it up into columns. It's, it's incredible. It's like, a, it's like a magic calculator. I've never heard of it before. Excel spreadsheet. Anyway, so on, on my Excel spreadsheet, um, I'm going to be putting seven against David Ford's name. Um, I thought Ford did well yesterday. He commanded his area. Um, the defence in front of him looked a little bit fragile, but he didn't look fragile. He, he collected the balls well. There was a couple of crosses that came in, which he took very confidently and cut out a lot of dan uh, danger for us. So 7 out of 10 for David Forge from yesterday. Defensively, as a unit, I thought we looked um, fragile. We said it on the life piece. I'm going to say it again now. So I'm giving 6s out of 10 for the four defenders. I know it sounds harsh on the, on the back of a 2-1 win, but... I think a better side might have punished us, and they, they did have opportunities to get shots on goal yesterday, which they didn't take. But the defence really, you know, didn't do enough for me yesterday. So six for Cummings, six for Craig, six for Webster, and a six for Beavers. So that's a harsh six, and I know it's a harsh six. And actually, Beavers got forward well yesterday and used his height going forwards, as is indeed the the intention. I just think he looks uncomfortable at left back for me personally. Midfield. Now, midfield for me, as I've just alluded to, I think midfield's going to have to step up its game in this league. The crunching, the tackles were crunching in yesterday at Shrewsbury. Um, and I think that's going to be a marker for every team we play in this league. I think that is how football is conducted at this level. Um, it's a traditional looking, um, you know, it's a traditional looking approach. And I'm, I'm not knocking it. I quite liked it. Um, but we need to get players that are able to handle it. We need more of the Hurlocks than the um, perhaps the Upsons. He looked a little bit anonymous yesterday for me. Yesterday he had Upson. Sean Williams looked okay. Better than the, the CD Tondela performance. Um, but I still do think that the central defence is a bit of an issue. Possibly Jimmy coming back to create the awkward factor will be a, you know, a step forwards. I just think we need a more dominating man in midfield. And as I said, I've name-checked Terry Hurdock because that's the, the iconic um, level by which we judge all Millwall midfielders, don't we? Lee Martin was a little bit anonymous yesterday. So I'm going to give sixes to Lee Martin, a six to Ed Upson. Should do better, Ed. bit anonymous yesterday. That's a generous six as well. Uh, six to Sean Williams. That's probably a harsher six. Fred on your din, the man of the match by some distance, by some level. I'm giving you an eight out of ten. Um, I think he was a quality, quality turn yesterday and he will continue to be um, the only um, reason I'm giving him eight rather than nine is possibly I could I would want him to have got further and shots on goal more. He had an opportunity to get a shot on goal, which he did and the goalkeeper palmed it away, but maybe he could have done a little bit better there. I don't know if that's being, you know, picky and harsh. 
Up front, Lee Gregory, seven, took the penalty very well. That's a classic penalty, top right-hand corner. Put away very, very nicely. Otherwise, um, you know, he's, he's trying to feed off the knockdowns of Morrison. That's going to be something he needs to develop. Um, we haven't seen that much of that role from him under the, the Clowns regime. Um, and he looked okay, but um, could do better, probably be the only thing I would say for Lee there. Um, Morrison, I've given him a 7.5, a bit of a cop-out, but I've given um, Onya Dinma 8. I, I nearly would have made Morrison my man of the match yesterday as well, because I thought he, he he took the first goal very well, clinically. That's something we've lacked for so long. And then he you know, actually worked that penalty. I think he worked that penalty, listeners. I'm going to share that little... Um, revelation. I was a long way away from the incident, so I might be wrong, but it looked from where I was that he made the most of the of the clattering that he took and worked the penalty and got it, and that puts two one ahead. So seven point five for for Stephen Morrison. Um, and overall, the whole team performance. No seven out of ten. That was a good away win coming back from behind. That's what we want to see from the Millwall side. And the fans responded. You heard what it was like there. You could hear it on that live piece. It was fantastic, great atmosphere. Just looking through the message boards now. Uber Alice 68 on the House of Fun says, I thought Shrewsbury were woeful. They were woeful, Uber Alice. And if that sets the standard that there is, there's not a great deal to be worried about in this league. I agree with your sentiment, mate. I'm just a little bit um, wary of overconfidence. Um, he says, or goes on to say, that there are far better teams than Shrewsbury in this division. I think there will be. Um, Shrewsbury showed very little yesterday. They looked lump and, you know lump it forwards, uh, they had no one up front that could do any damage and that was very handy for us um, and Uber Ellis goes on to say whatever contract Fred is currently on then let's please please not get it wrong again Millwall ensure he is our player for the next few years and not mess about with his contract a good day out was had by all I do think we need to make every effort to retain Fred for as long as possible I think Fred's going to move on to a higher level, I think he has the quality and I think he's got the ingredients but we need to keep hold of him. And then when he does move on, they need to pay hard for him. Big money, hard money, because he is the jewel in our crown, as I said yesterday on the live piece. Um, Lionel on, on the House of Fun says, The standard in League One this, this year looks to be absolutely piss poor. Um, well, one, one game in, Lionel, but that was piss poor yesterday. I do agree, mate. Um, he said, goes on to make that very point. It's unlikely to be this bad again. Uh, but we have to look to get up first time, going up first time, mm, big ask, big ask, I, 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 we're only a game in, let's, let's take a view on, on that next week after Coventry, I think that would be a, a sterner test, um, he thinks our side isn't the greatest but relative, relative to others, it may well be okay with a couple of more additions. Um, Jason Bourne on the House of Fun says, well compared to the Championship, yes the standard is indeed piss poor, um, but there will be some decent well organised teams in this division. Teams will be tough to beat, but I agree we should be aiming to get out the first attempt. Ooh, I don't know. What do you think, listeners? First attempts? I think that's a big ask. Um, I, I, I would agree with that if the defence wasn't looking so shaky at the moment. I, I just don't see um, that much confidence in that defence at the minute. It may improve. I hope it improves. Um, and Jason goes on to say that Christmas will be the test. Where are we at Christmas? As, as indeed it always is. Now, one last thing just to close out. Um, I, I went on the, the Shrewsbury Town message board, Blue and Amber, as it's called, and it's quite amusing to see some of the comments that are on there, really. Um, Paul, on the Blue and Amber message boards, refers to a, a few Millwall fans wear replica kits. Um, also, he, he makes a, a point that there was all that number of Millwall fans, 1,500 yesterday, 
and yet only one coach transporting fans from the stadium. Mate, you didn't want to be on that coach either. That was coach one, so that's the coach you want to avoid if you ever want to come down to Denpool. I doubt you will. You're a Shrewsbury fan, but that was coach one. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, it was trains and cars, maybe a plane or two from one or two. One or two had suntans, so they might have just flown in from the airport. I don't know. Um, South Stand Shrew, who has a mate who supports Mill, says that grown men don't wear replica shirts. And he asks, do they all think that? Yes, we do think that South Stand's true. We don't wear replica shirts. It's just not a mill thing, is it? Um, the reasons why I go back into the depths of history, but mostly I think it's because you look a bit of a dick wearing a replica shirt. Uh, Nico thought we were excellent fans and well attired as well. So natty turnout, boys. Natty turnout. Red Rose in Exile, the last one of the uh, Blue and Amber website. Um, he says, my kids are desperate to go to the new den. Clearly, we've inspired something in the new generation in Shrewsbury. Um, but Red Rose and Exile must be a Bolton fan. Said, having been to the old den, the old CBL with Bolton, he would rather gargle bleach. Well, I think there's a few people in Bolton that actually drink bleach, not just gargle with it, Red. Looking ahead to the week ahead, obviously we've got Tuesday night. Capital One Cup action at the den versus Barnet. I would use that as a run out for some of, some of the second stringers. I know that's um, we need to be involved in as many cup competitions as possible, but I do think the league must be a priority, and so soon after a Saturday game, I would use it to maybe start the likes of Marquis up front and bring in the likes of Powell in midfield just to give him a chance for a run out. Um, don't know if you agree with that, dear listener. You might want to be fielding the best possible side to get through to round two. Um, personally, I would use it for um, to, to give the squad the, max, you know, the maximum um, opportunity to take the field. Next Saturday, <clears throat> big test. We're at home to Coventry City. Would you call them fallen giants? I don't know. They're not. They weren't exactly a giant club. They've certainly played at a higher level than us over the years. And now this will be a test against one of the biggest sides in the division. I'd forgotten they were managed by Tony Mowbray, the ex-Middlesbrough uh, manager, of course. And yesterday they had a good win over Wigan, two 0 at the Rico Stadium, Coventry. Um, so both sides, Mill and Coventry, are going to see in the game next Saturday as a massive chance to press on with a good start. Um, they'll also bring a, a decent away turnout, no doubt. So I'm hoping it's going to be another beautiful summer's day, like yesterday in Shrewsbury. And I want us all to look forward to a proper Mill performance, because I think we're going to get it next week. Um, so yeah, tell your friends to tell their friends to get down to Den is my message to everyone. So thank you for listening. That's the show today. Big thank yous to Tom Simmons and to Steve Sanders yesterday for their contributions. And apologies for the sound distortion at times at that greenhouse stadium. You could hear how loud it was. It was like trying to do a, a commentary at uh, a live gig. But that, dear listener, is what 1,500 Millwall supporters sound like on the road. Great day out. Thank you for listening. And now as we won yesterday... On this show, we don't play rocking all over the world, but we do play this when we win.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.